Hey folks, Brendan from Blue Light here with another video and short podcast to support you if you're in the police recruitment process. So for many forces, Metropolitan Police, uh, GMP used to, but they've dropped them now, uh, different powers, um, and some other forces are starting to introduce them, I hear, or thinking about introducing them. Role plays are a thing. Role plays have been around for decades. I remember coaching and supporting people to pass role plays for their promotion process back in the 1990s. So they're not a new thing. And prior to COVID, they were pretty much the mainstay of the police recruitment process at the assessment centres, whether it was the search assessment centre or the day one, the included role plays. So the Metropolitan Police, have, for a while now, I've had role plays for individuals who are going for PC, police constable, and they call it the day two. Um, for detectives, it's always been an entry and a briefing exercise. Guess what? They've introduced role plays now. So there's also a role play that's been added to it, uh, the obsession with role plays. So I thought in this video, in this podcast, I'll give you a few hints, a few tips that came out of a one-to-one -one session I had with a client just this evening. And if you want to find out more about the one-to-one -one sessions, click below. There's some links below, uh, as well as links to the online courses, the interview course, where I give you the guidance about how to deal with role plays, and also um, practice webinars that we do, uh, weekly webinars, where we can actually practice the sort of skills that are needed to ace the role plays. So um, the one that we ran was a standard antisocial behaviour. You're a constable, you're going to deal with an incident involving antisocial behaviour. Uh, the brief that you get will be quite vague. Um, and as my client said, I was shocked. I was expecting that you were going to answer the questions. I had preconceived ideas about what the antisocial, antisocial behaviour would be. And when you came up with something else, it really threw me. So we've got to have a structured approach. And my client this evening gave it a go, but it was the first one that they'd ever done. And so it didn't go that well, but they never will on the first occasion. What we've got to do is get ready for the day when you're going to have that person screaming in your face, pointing fingers at you, or you might have the two person role play where there's two people who are having a blazing row in what's meant to be the street and you've got to go and deal with it. It's a neighbor dispute in full flow and you've got to take control and deal with it. So the model we utilize is Kudse. Uh, this is a non-contact conflict management model that was very popular in the police back in the 90s. Seems to have disappeared, uh, but I've used um, a, a morphed version of that to help thousands of people pass their assessment centers where there's been role plays involved, because it's the perfect system to apply to any role play that they give you. Starts off with C for confront. This is where we explain who we are and why we're there, and you give them a roadmap of what's going to happen next. Next phase, understanding phase, where we ask the big open question. Please, can you explain to me exactly what's happened in respect of the thing that they're complaining about? Um, so we've Ted Pied that question, and we have... Um, giving them the opportunity to do what we call free recall. But they're not going to tell you everything that's happened. So my client today thought, well, surely they'll just tell us everything that's happened, the whole backstory. No, because they're not going to be able to assess your ability to ask really good questions, are they? Because that's going to be part of the marking guide, the extent to which the candidate asked probing questions to 
get gain information from the role player. As soon as you start asking good questions, they'll give you a tick in the box. And then you'll be marked on a scalar, which might be a one to seven, where one is ineffective and seven is effective. And so by asking really good questions in a systematic way, um, 5WH in a simple, complex way, and Ted Pying them, and using active listening and probing anything that's vague or ambiguous in a structured way, you're going to nail that score. You're going to get way up on the sevens. You can't not. You can't not. And there's only so many questions you can ask. So that's what my clients got as homework uh, to deal with. We're going to try it again, the same role play. They're going to nail it tomorrow. So other issues, uh, beware of uh, inappropriate behavior. It's there for a reason. You've got to challenge it. Um, what else can I talk to you about? Oh yes, the common problem that everyone falls into, asking multiple questions. No, one question at a time. Um, and when I take, try to take control of the role play, which I will, you've got to be able to deal with me and make sure you stay in charge. Because when I ask the question in the debrief, at this point, who is in charge of the role play? The answer was me, as in the person I was playing. Um, interestingly, right at the very end, when I was saying, so what are you going to do to stop this problem? Uh, well, I need to find out what the issue is, was the response. Well, I can tell you what the issue is, but you've just got to ask me the right questions. So there you go, folks. A few little top tips there for you in respect of role plays. I will be an angry person. I'm not going to be, I'm not there to be helpful. I'm not there to give you the full backstory by you just ans asking one question. I'm going to be difficult. I'm going to be challenging. I'm going to stretch you and test you. That's what I'm there for. The role players aren't nasty people. They're just, they're just role playing. They're just acting according to a script. So whatever they say is there for a reason. It's there for a reason. It's in the script. So there you go, folks. Hopefully uh, that's been helpful for you. If you've enjoyed this and you want to hear more of these, then please do subscribe, like, whatever format you're watching this in, YouTube, Facebook, wherever it might be. Uh, click whatever buttons they are, wherever they are. <laughs> and then by the magic of social media, you'll get told when I publish more of these. Um, and if you're a serving police officer, Check out the ones I've done to help serving police officers and check the links below to the Facebook groups that are free. Over almost 21,000 people now in the Blue Light Police Recruitment and Career Support Facebook group, which is just awesome. I can't keep up with the post. There's like 40 posts every day. It's just amazing. So come and join that group. It's free to join. Uh, and there's also links to all the paid services, which are going to pretty much guarantee your success. The thing is, though, it doesn't happen by osmosis. Like my client tonight, They've got a lot of work to do and they know what work they need to do. They're going to come back tomorrow and they're going to be much, much better. I can guarantee they're going to be much better. I'll show you, I'll show you the way you've got to do the hard work. That's the deal. All right, folks, I shall catch up with you soon. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>